Welcome to the Miles Apart Podcast. We're your hosts. My name's Guggen. And my name is Jess. Jess, we made a podcast recapping episodes one through three, and then we fell off. And now what we're going to do is we're going to recap the remain, not even recap, just kind of talk about the rest of the season of Mandalorian season two. Uh, the season finale just dropped last night. And man, so we got quite a few thoughts on the remainder of the season as a whole. I think if you go back to episode uh, the, the episode we made for episodes one to three, I was a little underwhelmed because, you know, the first two episodes were essentially the fillers and Boy, did it take off after that. Yes. I think um, where we left off was the Frog Lady episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the last time we talked about. And then I think we said we were going to keep making these things weekly. And, you know, you're a liar, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man, it's okay though. We're gonna we're gonna bundle that all. That's what that's what kept happening. We're like, all right, man, let's do it this week. We'll recap these three. You know what? We'll wait and we'll watch another episode. We'll just recap all of them. And now it's like the season ended, so we should really kind of talk about it. So what all were right. so um episode? Uh, let's get right into where we left off. So like I said on the last one, um. In the last episode, they had met up with uh, Bo-Katan, and um, Sasha Banks, who you just found that information out today, that that was Sasha Banks that plays that character, even though it looks just like her. But she did yeah. such a good job acting. You know, that that's you... crazy, because I was watching her, and I was like, man, this this chick looks like Sasha Banks. I was right. Don't you turn this around. <laughs> so episode four, which is the one that's immediately right after is so after basically three, yeah. yeah. Chronologically it makes sense that way. Um the Razor Crest like was all messed up at the end of that, remember? So he paid that guy, I don't know how much money he gave him, but he didn't even fix it up as good. So I think he goes they detour and they go back to Navarro. And that's where he runs into Cara Dune and uh grief kid. Thick. Yes. Yes. Are you done? Yeah. <laughs> what about Grief Cargo? No, that's who I was talking about. Oh, cool, cool. He also directed that episode, Carl Weathers. Oh, really? Yeah, I, and had no idea. I didn't know that. You know, what's crazy is um in this episode, uh. <clears throat> So as the episode goes on, like it's basically about getting rid of the last base that's left on Navarro. That's an Imperial base. And then so you're reunited with that frog dude from like the first episode of Mandalorian. Yeah, the, fi- the, the fish guy, the blue fish one. Fish guy, yeah, not frog, sorry. Frog fish. Um, so that's pretty cool um, to see him in there again. And then like they go in there. And so that's basically the labs where uh, Dr. Pershing, who's been... The guy, the doctor, that you've seen him in the first season, he's using that lab to kind of do experiments using the blood from um, Grogu, now that he has a name. Mm-hmm. So they basically uh, destroy that lab, and they're getting chased by, like, TIE fighters and shit. Um, but then... Uh, so you, you kind of skimmed over the important information they found out at that lab. They found out that Moff Gideon's very oh, much yeah. so alive. Yes, that was important. And that's <laughs> why... Mando jets out of there and you know we we don't need to go scene by scene on or anything like that but overall I really enjoyed this episode because it was one of those episodes where like hey we got a mission and hey we accomplished the mission and you know it ended kind of on like a good note with Mando you know kind of getting out of there with the Razor Crest him and him and Grogu we got the ship fixed up again but then you see one of those bastard mechanics actually actually planted a tracker on there and it ends with you know moff gideon knowing they're essentially tracking tracking uh mando and grogu at the end of it that's what we find out which was i thought you know I, I, it was an enjoyable episode this episode four was good yeah no i thought it was really good and it kind of furthered you know it, the best thing was like it furthered the story a little bit 
more too. So it was a thing that like we're that. always bitching about. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was cool. Um, you know, what's crazy is I think, and this is the one where um, Cara Dune kind of gets the the offering to join the uh, um, the alliance. Or dang, mm-hmm. yeah, right. I'm saying it right. Rebel Alliance or something. Rebel, yeah. yeah. So, I always get, dude, in Star Wars, I always get the, the team names <laughs> mixed up. Like, the Empire, the Rebellion, the the First Order, and then I don't even know who what they were called, what they were calling themselves in the last trilogy. So I think she's, like, either, like... So what's funny about um, her character, um, people thought that was, like, an out. Because a lot of people wanted her to get fired. Because I guess she tweeted like an anti-vaxxer tweet or something like that. Let me pull the tweet up. So she shared a tweet. She said, the tweet said, sure, I'll take the vaccine. Just mail it to me. My health and safety are too important to show up in person. Just like the mail-in voting, you know, safe, secure, and honest. So just mail it to me and I'll give myself the shot and send the paperwork back saying I'm vaccinated. Y'all trust me, right? Yeah, so she's taking a shot at the... I don't know. It's not not so much anti-vaxxer. It's more of a political... I know. I, yeah, yeah, I guess it was more of a political thing, yeah. But, so, so she's saying that mail-in ballots are bullshit? Is that what she was saying in that tweet? I, I think so. Okay. And then people wanted her to lose her job over that. Like... We're really against freedom of speech nowadays, huh? Yeah, like, I think it must be coming up again because it looks like Carl Weathers tweeted, we love Cara Dune yesterday, and then be peace. Okay. Yeah, I think on Twitter, what was going around after episode three was like, oh, forget Cara Dune, and they were just posting, like, Sasha Banks and Bo-Katan. These are the strong female leads, or blah, blah, blah. It's like, we just, we just look at, it's, 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 it's social media, man. If you're gonna go on social media, fine. Go on there, look at some posts, read some articles, just make sure it's good from a good, credible source. Stay out of the fucking comment section, man. The comment section is some of the worst fucking just just unnecessary conflict you could be sitting at home having a great time and you go on social media click into the comment oh i wonder what these random people who i have no idea about are saying to each other oh they're arguing oh this person's saying this oh that person said that it's just so unnecessary all of it you go girl mm-hmm. but back to episode <laughs> five yeah so that was just a little tidbit about that but um you know as the season goes on we'll find out that's not uh why they show that because they weren't gonna write her out or anything like that so moving on to the next episode after that so that was episode um i think that was episode four four, right yeah that was four see this is why we should have done these weekly um (laughs) Episode five was oh episode five yeah episode five was pretty cool too um it was when we get to finally meet Ashoka Tano so I thought that was actually one of like that was we were probably... talking about it like how are they gonna do it which and you know what they just I think up to the season did it and... up until the season the Ashoka Tano episode was the best one. Until I would say the finale, but um, yeah. So it's our first look at live action Ahsoka Tano for the first time. Rosario Dawson, who was cast as her a while back. Let's just kind of start with from the beginning. What did you think about the look? It worked. I, I thought like she pulled it off. Yeah, like if you've seen Clone Wars or Rebels, you know she's got a look to her, which is kind of. Hard to imagine how you're going to pull that off in live action. And, you know, I agree with you 100. I think they they knocked the look out of the park. Um, I think she she was just presented as such a badass in the scene where she's kind of just trying to free this village. It, it gave me a lot of uh, vibes of, like, mid middle ages, like some 
castle is being run by some person and this outsider is trying to free the people. And, you know, she's just slaying people. She has her dual lightsabers and, um, yeah, you know. So basically, when it, it's right when they go right at the beginning of the episode is right off the bat, you get to see her in action and she's like fucking mowing trees in half with her dual lightsabers and taking out all the guards. Um, and then she gives like the queen or whoever that, I think she's like the queen of the city, <laughs> the magistrate probably or whatever they called her um, like an ultimatum that she's going to be back and that's just when Mando happens to arrive and I think like what did she offer? She offered him the Beskar steel like um, yeah the Beskar steel staff spear finds, the spear yeah, yeah the yeah. spear if, she, if he finds and kills her and he's like sure <laughs> and this is where we find the baby's name his name is so Mandalorian says, sure, he goes, you know, looking for her, he runs into her, but they don't really fight. And then... Um, and an important thing they lead off with, she goes at him with his lightsabers, he blocks it with his mm-hmm. arms, and we see, like, okay, you know, Beskar. Oh, yeah, but Beskar can't be hurt by lightsabers. Yeah. That's crazy. That's going to be big. It's important, um, yeah. And... During Grogu. this encounter, they found yeah. out that the baby's name is Grogu. <laughs> yeah. What did you think? So what's Grogu? I think it's cool. Uh, it's kind of close to how you say my name, but um, you know, that's just the narcissistic side of me. But I thought it was cool. We got his little backstory. He's from the Clone Wars. He's been around for a minute. Um, he survived. Somebody took him out of the Jedi Temple, and then he kind of didn't remember anything after that. You know, and and it, it's adorable when he starts calling him Grogu and he's like, oh, oh, you know, like you get it. And then so just kind of overall summing what happened was he's like, hey, I was told to go find someone of his kind. You're a Jedi. You're a force user. Here you go. And she's like, fuck that noise. You're not leaving me with this baby. And, you know, Ahsoka's essentially like I got my own shit to deal with. I'm not about to start training this. And Ashoka was actually the apprentice of Anakin until she left the Jedi order. And so she was like, dude, and she's like, you guys have a strong bond. So I've seen what happens when you try to you know, be a force user and you have a strong bond with somebody. And that's, you know, that's what I just kind of, I was like, you know, it was a really cool episode. Ashoka was a badass. The action was dope at the end of it. You know, Mando gets a, like we described him in the past as a video game character, he gets he kind of levels up by getting a new weapon as well. And um, what just rubbed me a little bit the wrong way, how Ahsoka was just like, yeah, no, fuck this. Take him to this, uh, take him to this temple where you know some other Jedi might you know connect with them, but there's not that many of us left. And what did you think about that? Yeah. I, I can see that. I think um, she didn't really seem like she was going out of the way to be more helpful. But she gave like the minimal guidance. I think that yeah. she could at that point. Yeah, and she's kind of like just, um, you know, I got my own shit to deal with. I was kind of really hoping. Um, well, if I say that now, I kind of spoiled. Well, we'll get to that later. Yeah, no, but, but um, an um, an important thing did come about this when she's um i forgot when she was fighting but she says where is grand admiral what's his name thrawn thrawn there you go i kept thinking bane but thrawn so that's a (laughs) little and then disney plus you know when disney had their big shareholders meeting which is a podcast in its own where they announce all the mcu stuff and the star wars stuff uh, um, Ahsoka is announced as a Disney Plus series that we will be getting soon. So, you know, we get a good little introduction to her. She's getting her own spinoff, and it seems like she'll be going after Thrawn in her spinoff. And Thrawn, who's one of the uh, bigger bads, I think, in the books, and he was also in Rebels as well. Blue skin motherfucker. Um, you know, he's he, he's a pretty badass. So that'll be interesting to see uh, coming yeah, down the road. He is a Grand Admiral in the Imperial Navy. 
Um, I'm just reading his Space Navy. profile, bro. Mm-hmm. Space mm-hmm. Navy. So an alien from the Chiss species. Solidly humanoid with blue skin and glowing red eyes. And wears a white uniform. The drip. Yeah, he's flashy. His thing is, when he's trying to take over, like, or defeat an enemy or a planet or whatever, he looks at, like, he studies the hell out of the culture, you know, the language, the art, and he, like, tries to kind of get you through all that. So he's, he's a pretty bad motherfucker. And I think that about, did again, there was a little fight with Ahsoka and the other lady. And, you know, we ultimately, Mando ends up with his Beskar staff. And now he knows, like, hey, little buddy Grogu, now we know where to go. And they did play catch. They played force catch. Where, yeah. You know, and I think that's how the sixth episode starts off. They're playing force catch. And, like, I think Mando just realizes how much, how powerful he is, kind of. And... I think that's the beginning of the sixth one because I think he's the tragedy, in. yeah. And then um, he's kind of like throwing back the ball and stuff, and he realizes how much like he's like, I can't train you. You need like actual like somebody who knows what they're doing. So he's taking him to that temple, and this is where we run into finally after um, one and a half seasons, Boba Fett, and yeah. with him he has Fennec Shan who was a mercenary and, like, she was in the last season. <clears throat> yeah, I kind of forgot about her until they mm-hmm. actually did show the flashback to the beginning. So did was was Mando the one that killed her, or was she killed by somebody else? No, it was the other guy that killed her that Mando had gone out with, gone with on the mission oh, to okay. find her. And then Mando betrays, and then he tried to betray, kill Mando, and I think Mando kills him. Oh, yeah, it was like that young guy that was trying to make mm-hmm. a name for himself or some shit, right? Yeah, he was like a new bounty hunter. Yeah. I can't remember, like, the simplest shit sometimes. Neither can I. Uh, but, like, no the fact that I can remember key details of that episode. Man. Damn your brain. For real. Uh, so, the episode, uh, so back to episode six, you know, it starts with that. So, they get there, they run into Boba Fett. I think Boba Fett. It is fucking yeah. Grogu's in his little ass. Jedi trance or the Force trance. Oh yeah, Jedi, yeah. They get to the top of the temple and um, you know, he's just doing his little contact. And then every time, uh, every time uh, Mando tries to go through it, it like shocks him or throws him back. He tries like four times. Yeah, he gets <laughs> bounced. And the stormtroopers show up. I thought that was pretty. I thought um, out of all the fights, like Boba Fett's. Yeah, fight sequences were probably the best. He's a bad motherfucker, man. That weapon, he, he's just smashing skulls yeah. of the he, stormtroopers. He, yeah, he tells Mando like, "Dude, I don't want to fuck with you. I just want my armor back." And then Mando's like, "It doesn't." Blah blah blah. And then yeah, then we get the the badass fight sequences, and eventually um, Boba makes his way into the ship, and then you just got. What did you think about the new look, Boba? I yeah, it was pretty sick. <laughs> With the we, we talked about around it. him yeah he looks like an old school punjabi movie villain like oh yeah straight up with the yeah the 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 bullets around his waist like that <laughs> just, yeah i wouldn't want to fuck with them though yeah and then it's pretty crazy when the ships are flying away he does the his little rocket aim like mm-hmm. rocket launcher he knocks one down and knocks down the other I would say the budget for this show is probably like because like the effects is they're like pretty. It's solid. it's crazy that this is a TV show, right? Yeah, I I said that in our last recap because remember episode was it one where they have the big old freaking dragon like oh, yeah. the effects of this are nuts, man. Like, and yeah, dude, it's better than most of the movies. It's better than most movies, and so. While all that happens, you know, uh, Mando thinks Grogu's safe, but then his his uh, force shield actually went down, and then boom, send in the Darth Troopers. It was like Iron Man, but like Iron Man like was 
working for the empire or something like they were pretty crazy it was hilarious yeah they looked so badass and stuff but it was hilarious in this episode literally but they succeeded they were one for one normally you tell or they were one and oh like normally you go tell fucking stormtroopers go do something they're gonna fail every single time Mm-hmm. Unless it's like the simplest task, like, hey, go get my coffee. They might pull that off, but hey, go secure this or go do that. Failing every single time. Dark Troopers, your first time up, go grab Baby Yoda. Got him. They fly down, grab him, fly back up. Razor Crest is destroyed. We we kind of glanced over that. Um, that shit got wrecked, you know. And then what what I what I liked about that is we're not having to work, spend the rest of the season with oh is Moff Gideon tracking them? He knows where they are. Boom, we we get an episode after and boom, like so the Razor Crest is done, the tracking is gone, a Grogu has been captured, and then Mando, Boba, and what's her name? Phoenix Chan. How'd you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, Phoenix Chan. Fennec Shan. And, you know, Boba Fett's like, yo, dude, I told you if I have the armor back, I told you we'll, we'll, you know, you and the kid will be safe. So we're kind of in your debt until that. And we got a good little fucking alliance at the end of that episode. I thought it was um, like what exactly what you said, like how how they use the dark troopers. And I asked you this, I was like, Man, I wonder why uh, they're not using those all the damn time now instead of, like, actual stormtroopers. Well, we got our but answer. We'll kind of get the answer to that later on. But, um, yeah, they have been probably the most efficient um, henchmen, right? As of mm-hmm. now, like, in the whole series. <laughs> yeah. Well, those so, the, 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 the red so that, ones always look badass, but... Yeah, so um, after the Dark Troopers do that, then uh, he ends up going back to Cara Dune and asking for her help to get him a... And by this time, she's already joined, you know? Um, He's like, I heard you went legit. <laughs> yeah, so she finds out which prison... It's Bill Burr's character, yeah, Miggs Mayfield. And Bill, I was, when they said that, I was like, nice. If there was anybody that I would wanted to see back, it was Bill Burr. Yeah. It was just, like, comedy. Straight I up. Think, like... I, I think he did better in this episode than he did. I don't know. I think it's just because I'm such a big fan of his, and seeing him in Star Wars kind of takes me out of it. But I think in this one, I, I enjoyed him much better than I did in the, the, the episode from last year. I think he just kills everything, bro. He's, like, him and, um, him and Dave. Mm-hmm. Are probably like the two goats of Dave Kong. Yeah. But, I would yeah. I would I would agree with that. So the next episode is exactly that. It starts off with like um so now that she's Caradoon's like a new republic marshal or whatever, so um she finds Mayfield and then we find out I don't know if they touched on this last season, but like remember they said that He's an ex-imperial, um, in card or whatever, mm-hmm. or he's an ex-imperial, so he used to work for the Empire. I don't know if they said that last time. Hmm. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Brain can't pull that one up, but it's okay. So yeah, he helped. He says, you know, we can get, we can find uh, Moff Gideon's cruiser, but he's gonna need an internal terminal access inside of like an Empire base. So then he tells them where the nearest one is, and it's like a mining facility. And um, so they have to get in and what they're doing is they have, they decide to get in, they got to take the outfits and the cars from the, from the Imperial like drivers and stuff that are delivering the mining equipment. So they stop them and Mando like for the first time takes his suits off and he wears the other suit and stuff. And like Bill Burr is just like fucking having a field day with that. Yeah. And the other thing is they're, like, carrying explosive, like, I think it's called Rhydonium. Yeah. So that's what they have to be um, transporting. So every time he goes over, it's kind of like freaking, it reminded me of um, Speed with Keanu yeah. Reeves. Mm-hmm. Every time it goes, except for it's, like, the opposite. Every This is every time it goes too fast or it gets bumpy, it can blow up. 
And, and you have the locals trying to blow you up. Oh, yeah. And so Mando's out there. Mando has to fight him. No armor, no nothing. And the locals are, there's like pirates. I think I don't think, I didn't think it was the locals. I think it was like local. Oh, yeah, it was local. They were local pirates, I think. So they, they call them pirates, but they're just like, you're mining our planet of this shit and you're using it for bad. So I wouldn't, you know. Yeah. So you kind of get to see both sides, like how the empire works on the inside. So like Mando has to fight him off. And then luckily at the end, I think, uh, was it like TIE fighters that came in? TIE fighters. Yeah. yeah. TIE fighters cleared them out. TIE fighters cleared them out. They and got to get in there. They get in there. And then um, I feel like Star Wars has this one generic motherfucker that plays like the bad guy. And yeah, like, what do you think and, about him? <laughs> like, um, I was like, okay, I don't know. I felt, I felt like some of it, it felt too like forced, right? A little yeah. bit sometimes. He um, was too, so he was a little too hacky, but I guess it worked because the the point of him was he's gonna say shit so fucked up to Bill Burr, which is ultimately he's gonna do what he's gonna do. But so originally it was like, hey, we need Bill Burr's face so he could go to access the terminal. And then Bill's like, I can't because that guy's going to recognize me. And then so how did Mando get access to the terminal? He showed his face. We, you know, we this is the second time in the series that he's revealed his face. But it scans him and he gets access to the terminal. Like, yeah, I didn't get that either. Yeah. And then, you know, that's when they he's like, get over here, brown eyes. And, you know, Bill Burr just smooth talking their way out of it. And then we have a Django. Uh, unchained moment where Bill Burr is just like I was just gonna say that it reminds me yeah. of, it reminded me of like a Tarantino esque like it had yeah, that, that vibe exactly what happened in Django Unchained like where Christoph Waltz character is like I shouldn't do this because there's no way I'm gonna get out of here alive but this guy's just such a piece of shit bang and luckily they were able to blast their way out of there you know and like freaking um at the end of that episode, um, Moff Gideon, like, gets this transmission from Mando. It's kind of like he had given, like, an earlier one. He had sent another transmission himself earlier, I think, in no, this no. season. I think it happened last season when they have him barricaded and Moff Gideon speaking on, like, a loudspeaker. He says he says to Mando what Mando echoes back at him in the in the message. Yeah, that was pretty badass. He says, I'm coming for him and stuff. I was like, damn. And then... Bill Burr gets dropped. To, you know, Bill Burr... Yeah, gets Bill Burr to, gets they to let him go at the live end. as a free man. So that was pretty cool. So you might get to... We might get to see him in the future. Yeah. That would be awesome. Like I said, he did a great job. It kind of shows you, like, what he... I, I, I thought that was pretty cool, the, his character arc. And then, you know, at the end... Um, he has that whole line with, you know, everybody's got to sleep at night. Kind of like, I thought it was pretty cool. Like his story, mm-hmm. what they showed. That's what, that, that's what's very neat. I think about this whole series is um, all the writers, even if, even if it was different people doing different episodes, you know, um, directing wise too. Like, I think the way they etch out the characters the the reoccurring characters yeah all the all all of those characters even if they have the smallest roles feels like we know so much about them and we really like them even though the show's only been around for two seasons now you know yeah so you know hats off to john favreau for that i think he did it and he directed the last episode so we're gonna talk about that one that just peyton reed peyton reed directed that one oh sorry he uh I I mean wrote. I meant to say wrote. Yeah. Well, he created the whole damn thing, though. So. <laughs> no, some of the episodes written by other people too. Yeah. And Dave Filoni wrote a few episodes, or I think one, of, and then um, Rick Famuyiwa wrote an episode. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. I can't say. I couldn't say. But anything. season finale of a uh, season yeah. two. He wrote, and it starts off. Uh, with them going to ask for help from uh, Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. And, and Sasha so, Banks. And Sasha Banks. That was cool. They have like a little back and forth. And they try to, with uh, Boba Fett. Yeah. And they start fighting each other. 
Bo-Katan's like, knock it off. Bo-Katan, you saw that little craze in her eye. Yeah, the minute they mentioned that fucking um, um, Darksaber, she's like, whoa, okay, yo, I'm in. Like, you guys know where he is, how to get to him. I I want the Darksaber. Like, right away, like, she makes it crystal clear. That's the only reason she's going. So, um, they decide to go with them, and then they go ahead and kidnap Dr. Pershing, who's the guy that's been working on everything with them, and um, the clone, he's been working on cloning Grogu, or using Grogu's blood for cloning purposes, or God knows what. Super helpful guy. Told him everything. Yeah, by the way, yeah, that was saying like, like Usually you have canary. to, like, fucking... You'd think you'd have to like torture him, or like there would be some. No, he just like, okay, this is how it looks. They weren't even down asking there. him. He just chimed in. I think. Yeah. yeah, he was just sitting there and goes, "No, that's not gonna work." Like, bro, what? <laughs> he probably wanted them to like, yeah, uh, f Gideon up, and so he tells them about like all the dark troopers. So right away, you're like, oh shit, it's gonna go down. And then he tells them about the guards and the schematics of the whole um whole cruiser and everything. So. You know, they make a plan where pretty much Kara Dune and um, Fennec Shank, Shank, Fennec Shank, and... That's uh, racist. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and Shasha Banks and... Um, was, that, was that all of them? No, uh, and Kara yeah. Dune. Yeah, and Kara so Dune. All couldn't... four of them, they're going towards Moff Gideon and... Pretty much, Mandel's job is to get in there and dispatch, or like, or make sure to lock in the the dark troopers and yeah, well, get the baby and get out. Activated. Yeah, prevent them from getting activated and get in and get out. But by the time he gets to that, it's pretty crazy because it's like it has like that horror kind of vibe to it, you know? Because they're coming alive, and you know these things look fucking these they look nuts. They're like nothing you've seen before. In the Star Wars, um, like arsenal of like weaponry, because they're not people. That's the crazy thing. Um, yeah, that's it, what they said. That that was the last element to them, or whatever. You know, so their stormtroopers could just shoot right. They didn't need to do that. Yeah, but so Mando like one gets out. While he's closing the gates, the other ones are punching it. And this one, like, beats the ever-loving shit out of Mando. Like, uh, man. What did you think of that? <laughs> I I love that. Because so many times we have, we're introduced to something that looks cool. Phasma. Or, you know, what we think is going to be a badass. And it just ends up being a dud. And this one, yeah, like you said, beats the shit out of Mando. And then you're just like, you, you know, as, as a viewer, you're just like, fuck, there's a whole fucking army of them, essentially, or a squadron of them behind those doors, like, those, like if he's having this much trouble fucking knocking off one of them, he's shooting it with a blaster, he's using some of his trusty weapons on it, and just nothing's happening, and and then finally he's able to, you know, get him with the Beskar uh, spear, and you know, then he hits the little space fucking evac, and then they all get blasted out into space, and at this point, I was just like, oh, man, like, really? You're going to do it like that? I was kind of relieved. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, they're safe. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a worried mother. <laughs> Baby Yoda will get rescued. Oh, oh thank God. How would, how would it be taking on all of them? Mm-hmm. But so another twist, when he gets to the laboratory and finally he gets in, it's... Um, Moff Gideon just chilling with like a the dark saber at fucking Baby Yoda's ears. Yeah, seriously, I was like, bro, better put that thing away. Mm. And then Yoda was handcuffed. (laughs) She was like the tiniest little handcuffs. Put that thing in shackles. (laughs) Just put these (laughs) tiny little handcuffs on him. Uh, Yeah, he's essentially like, I already got from him what I needed. Like. But yeah, it's kind of just a ruse. He yeah. then attacks them. They go at it. I thought this could have gone longer, maybe. I mean, yeah. Mando's obviously got the upper hand, I would say, because, um, you know, he's Mando. But I thought, yeah. like, there could have been more. Shorter fight but... scene. He eventually disarms him 
Eventually, yeah, he gets him down and then doesn't kill him, though. And I think um, he just walks him into the headquarter, the, the head headquarters yeah, at first or whatever. I thought he was wearing the same shackles that Yoda had, but then it wouldn't make sense because, yeah, Yoda's were hella tiny. <laughs> Maybe they expand and shrink according to the size they need, man. Space here, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. How do they always get gravity on those ships? They pump it in with the gravity machines. Okay, yeah, I think that that answers that. So he brings them out into the where the rest of the group is now, and Mando just walking fucking Moff Gideon in with the dark saber in his hand and Baby Yoda in the other, and then Bo-Katan, that crazed look in her eyes, still is like, "What happened?" Or she says something like that. I forgot what she says. Yeah, and that's when Moff. And tells him, well, the rules of having the Darksaber is you have to get it in combat. And since you beat me, you own it. You can't give it to her for some Mando's like, no fucking idea. I don't here know you go. And then yeah, he's like, I yield. He goes, no, that's I, not how it works. Yeah, I concede. Yeah. So freaking, um, yeah. Bogotan uh, just pissed. Bogotan's just like bewildered. And next thing you know, boom, the freaking. Like it goes back to that horror shift because those dark troopers start flying right back into the ship. And Man, at this point, I was just like, "Thank you, yes." And you're like, "Oh no, my baby!" Yeah, I was like, "No, what will they do now?" And they're like blasting them, like so they all get into the cargo bay and they've moved up. You know, they're all moving in towards the. Um, no, we're just gonna punch towards the, the door down. Yeah, where they're being held by like the door or whatever, and they're trying to punch through it. And Moff Gideon kind of says the inevitable, but goes, there's no way you guys are going to live through this. Like, what are you going to do? Hold them off for a little bit? He goes, the only person that's going to be left alive in this room is me. And I was like, shit, what are they going to do? Didn't you say know? me and the child? I think so. Yeah, yeah me and the child. Sir. And then boom. Boom like, indeed. I knew something was going to happen. I thought it would be like Ahsoka Tanu or something. No, she made it clear how much she gave a fuck. <laughs> yeah, apparently. And then you see an X-Wing come in. This caught me uh, off left guard. Again, when I watch a show, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not one of those people that tries to guess when they watch shows. My girlfriend is. It's just like, I'm just sitting there taking it all in. I see one X-Wing come in. I was like, I was like... No, it's not Luke. They wouldn't bring in Luke. And you see that bad motherfucker get out of there. And then I was like, no way. Because I, I, I didn't want to be like, oh, my God, it's Luke. And then for some reason, it's somebody else. And I'm just going to be disappointed. I was just, once you saw that light green saber and him just wreak havoc on what it took Mando 10 minutes or like five minutes to take one out. He's just cutting through them like nothing using the force. It's a, it's kind of a callback to that scene in Rogue One of Darth Vader in the hallway, uh, with with all those uh, rebellion people. Now this is fucking Luke, in the, in the I, hallway. I like, how, like I like how all these badass people like Cara Dune, Fennec Shank, they're literally like scared to open the blast doors. And he's like, I'm gonna open the door. Like, whoa, 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 what the fuck? No, no, you're not gonna open the doors. Like. They're terrified yeah. after they see this guy pretty much single-handedly take out, like, all the dark troopers. This is Luke Skywalker at his peak. Like, this is after yeah. Return. He's he's just becoming stronger and stronger with the Force. This is him. I think Fav- Favreau here kind of, like, did justice to the character that I feel like the other three movies couldn't Yeah, do. we've never seen him at his peak like this, you know? Yeah. So that was pretty cool. When I originally like watched it, and digest, like I, I, I no, thought no, it was no. Tell the cool. people what you told me. That's what I'm about to tell the people. So when I originally watched it, it was cool. I like I saw a scene. I was like, damn, like this is what's up, you know? Like I thought that was this. This is probably the best episode in the series. Um, again, the season finale of last season where they're, they're oh, yeah, fucking... this one's way better. Yeah. 
Well, I, I would say the, the those are the two best episodes of the series, uh, not the season, but the season finale for this season. This one was just nuts, and the season finale for last season where they're they're stuck. Moff Gideon's got his fucking people out there, and then Baby Yoda uses the you know to hold back the fire. The robot makes a sacrifice, and then at the end we see Moff with the dark saber. But you know, overall, as an episode, man, it's tough. It's tough between these two. But just seeing Luke, I think that would push it over the top. I, I think I would agree with you if you if you say this is the best episode in the series so far. Yeah, the one thing with Luke that I told you too was like it's kind of like a trope. I feel like in Star Wars, how like you can never get out of the Skywalker shadow. So, uh, but the speaker okay truth, man. It's Luke. The no, it's cool because they made it. They made it look cool. So the fact that they're if they're gonna use Luke, at least they didn't use him like they used him in the movies. I would say, um, just because I feel like it, it was kind of like Luke, Luke, um, and R two D two being there, kind of like that ending. Like you can, it kind of like skims away. It doesn't skim like it. Kind of you're more distracted than that. But then, but you do get to see like Grogu, and um mando mando have like this last moment which i thought was pretty cool like he takes his helmet off now he's just like it's like he went from like one season of i'm never taking this thing off well to, he like, got now he's told taking by it off, like, five, like yo no you're just a part of extremists bro like that's not how it is on mandalore like, like you think okay, this is a true crazy answer? lady who's like chasing a dark saber yeah i think i think horse I think in season three, we're going to see even more. He should go back to that planet in, you know, in season one where that single mom was trying to get at him and he, like, was refusing to take it off. Be like, check it out. <laughs> the baby's gone, you know. Yeah, Let's have fun crazy. for a couple nights. And um, But, yeah, so what did you think about the ending with Grogu going with Luke? When I first saw it, uh, again – I'm just dumb finding it. I don't know what's happening. It's like, oh my God, Luke showed up. Where does this fit in the timeline? And then when he's like, I'll take him and I'll train him. I was like, oh, it like just clicked. It's like, oh yeah, Luke had a fucking Jedi school where he was teaching people. And that's what he mentions that when Kylo went bad, he killed most of the students. And I think he said some got away. I'm assuming Grogu is going to be, he was at that Jedi Academy with all of them learning. And then he he might have gotten away, so he might still be around in the Star Wars universe. Let's see. But I um, like mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like for that, just because we already know how it is. That's the that's the only part with these things when they like take in the, in the middle of the canon. I feel like if he was around, he would have showed up in at least even like the last one. Because mm-hmm. like they call everybody at the end, you know, to fight everybody, like. I think that's the thing with the cannons. You're going to either have to, like, sideline him or, like, he was one of the people that Kylo Ren killed. How much more would you, like, hate Kylo Ren if he'd killed Baby Yoda? Yeah, and it's it's kind of the opposite. You know how with the MCU, they do such a great job. They have their story. That's why they could venture off into, hey, we're going to give some of our lesser characters these uh, Disney Plus shows. But it's still going to be connected and we're still going to be furthering the overall story. They had all of that planned out. That's why they could pull it off. Star Wars, they're kind of doing it backwards. I wouldn't even, like, I, that's why I hated when they're like, hey, everything is canon. The books, the video games, blah, blah, blah. All these things are canon. You just really tie yourself into shit. So, you know, I wouldn't have mind. That was my kind of gripe with the series from the start. Like, it's it takes place right after Empire and before like you know the new trilogies just like we know what happened and we know what's gonna happen in the future like where do these people tie into so um but overall i you know for me i i would say i think do you think this is the end of uh grogu and mando's story yeah i think now moving on you know they're not just saying the dark saber stuff and and then she asked him to join him earlier in the episode or reconsider joining her so, you know, I think that's going to be the whole thing. It's going to be the Mandalore. Um, I think that's where... Um, We're headed into season three. Mando's, yeah, that's where Mando's story is going to be headed. And then at the end, if you stay past 
the credit uh the the credits you kind of get to see a teaser of the new Boba Fett show. What did you think of that? That was dope. He goes back to essentially the place he was before he got thrown. That was into Jabba the, the Hutt. Yeah, and like it looks like Jabba the Hutt's like right hand man. Homeboy. Yeah. The series kind of took over. Like he's fat too. Yeah. Kind of, you know? <laughs> it's trying. It's like you're not in the same species. What are you getting fat for? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, and then but, Boba yeah, was man, like, "I'm and... taking over the." That's that's the whole hitman fucking they're the ones who run it. Yep. So that was dope, but um what 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 did you think of the CGI Luke? I think they said Mark Hamill played the stand in for him. Obviously not with the stunts, but um I I think they did the best that they could have. Yeah, you gotta give him I the think, benefit of the doubt. I gotta get I think uh I think obviously just because we already know it's not just knowing too, but I think because like the technology is probably like I think fairly new. Like that's why I think there's parts of the time there's parts where he's talking or different frames where it kind of does look a little off. But other than that, I think this is kind of that's the future. Like pretty close to like the Marvels people when they do the Marvel CGIing and stuff like that. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah. So it's just crazy. It brings up like now you can pretty much bring anybody back or in a way like need them if you needed to, even if they've passed kind of. But then it'd be, I don't know how that that would kind of get tricky, I guess, with con like contra like showing their faces and the money who would get it. Well, family. it's it would probably go to their estate, but um, we've seen the CGI now with Leia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw it in Rogue One with what was his name? I'm blanking, but um, he's he's one of the bad guys. He's the one oh, yeah. who essentially the blew Admiral. up Alderaan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot his name, but he's in a, a New Hope. I'm blanking on him, but he's been he's been he passed away for a, a long time ago, and they were able to pull that off. And now we see it with Luke, and yeah, you know, it it looks it. You know the look of it looks good, and then there were some people that are that are saying, "Oh, they shouldn't have done it like that. They should have had Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier, who looks a lot like a younger Mark Hamill, play him instead." But that's that's neither here nor there. You know, it was dope to see Luke in this universe of the you know Mandalorian, and it's just like God seeing him in action like that is just like. How you know what cool. his name was? What was it? General Moff Tarkin. There you go, Tarkin. And, like, it would be so cool to see the adventures Luke is on now, like, kind of in his peak, but, you know. So we'll see. Yeah, um, it was exciting. I think we got a good build-up to Season 3. Uh, we're going to definitely be seeing more Bo-Katan um, and Mando moving forward. Uh, Moff Gideon's still alive, and he's around. So, you know, we should still be seeing what happens with their story. And let's just see. We're we're, we're probably definitely going to Mandalore uh, next season, and you know, hopefully, now that they got the tool back in the hands of Mandalorians uh, to bring back, you know, the power. So it's just exciting, dude. Um, like I said, I was pretty down on the show because the first two episodes were pretty much fillers. But um, I gotta say it after those two episodes, this thing went full one hundred. And kind of didn't let its uh, foot off the gas. Um, the Bill Burr episode didn't, you know, was a little bit like that. But even that one was enjoyable. And, you know, they just had pedal to the metal all the way till the end. What did you think about the season as a whole? I thought it was pretty cool, man. I thought, um, I feel like it ended quicker. Yeah. Then... How many episodes did season one have? I don't remember. It's probably around the same, though, but yeah, man, this thing flew by. Yeah, I think it flew by really quick. Other than that, um, I think this is probably one of my favorite, uh, not probably one of my favorite, like, Star Wars content, yeah. Content besides the first three movies. If I would rank um, Star Wars stuff, I think this kind of John Favreau did a great job of just 
making this work cohesively and flowing, even though like there was different directors. Yeah, well, we're the, yeah, we're the audience. We're definitely the demo for this, you know. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, now it's like I feel great disturbance in the force because like millions of Disney Plus subscribers are going to just log off now until some. Marvel January comes off. I think WandaVision drops January or something. So, you know, we're going to be having that come our way. And man, um, the like I, when Disney did their announcements for the shareholders, I didn't see the Star Wars side of it, but I did see everything with the Marvel side of it. We're going to have some good shit coming our way. Um, you know, WandaVision. And then just see, that's what I love about the MCU, just how tied together it is. Like, WandaVision is going to kind of lead to what happens in Doctor Strange, uh, you know, Multiverse of Madness. And then we have just this insane uh, Spider-Man 3 um, story that's going right now where they're bringing back everybody. They're bringing back all the Spider-Men. And it's just, it's going to get crazy. And hopefully, you know, 2021, um, we get back to where we could go watch movies in theaters again. That'd be dope um and you know we're just gonna have a lot of good content still coming our way so uh it gives us something to look forward to and definitely once one division drops you know we'll make a few episode recaps of that as well along with winter and falcon soldier and just whatever going on in the future and any closing thoughts on this jess um no i think you kind of got everything um I think the craziest thing out of everything that they announced, um, and there's the announcement video on YouTube. If you guys, have, if, if anybody wants to check it out, it's pretty cool. It's just, uh, Kevin Feige um, narrates the whole thing. And the Loki show is probably like the craziest. Uh, they did a teaser for the Loki show. They did like a little bit more of a. Fuck um, it. Let's get into it. Of WandaVision. So- which one? So, which out of all the new ones that they announced, they actually had trailers for some too. Which one kind of excites you the most? Um, the Loki one kind of had a different tone than I thought it would have. I'd probably say the Loki one because I want to see what's going on. You know, so the concept behind this Loki trailer and check it out if you haven't seen it. It seems like he's falling and when he land it's the last we see him it goes back to end game it's the elevator scene where um tony kind of messes up and he fumbles the um space the space space and loki or the tesseract and loki uses it to get away so this is it opens up it's pretty cool it has someone wilson and he's not a blonde in this multiverse i guess wow um, really that's what, a thing what? that needed to be said <laughs> I haven't seen Owen Wilson with brown hair in a okay. while alright <laughs> I was like whoa what's going on <laughs> I'm not hairist is that a thing damn you're a little too observant to get... about another man's hair but okay I'm just saying he looked weird alright it didn't look like Owen Wilson but then again, he's an actor, I guess. So that's his thing. All right, we're going to move on. So <laughs> that, yeah, that, that whole series about him, since he's in, the, it's like the time police essentially are like, yeah, bro, you're setting shit off. So that's going to follow that. It's got a cool little different quirk to it. Captain America or, or Falcon and Winter Soldier look pretty badass too. Like, yeah, the time and just to touch on time, that's pretty cool. I think it's gonna end. You know, like you said, it's all planned interconnectedly with all the movies and stuff. So, in the what the TVA is is kind of like they just, I think, on the elevator, as you can see, if you guys watch the trailer, there's different floors, and I think that's gonna be different multiverses. That elevator, that's why it takes you, mm. and they're kind of um, the TVA in the comics. They're pretty much like time cops. They hate, like, I think their main nemesis is Kang the Conqueror because he's always fucking with time and he's messing up with everybody's timeline. And fucking, I know, crazy, a lot of info. No. Crazy nerd shit. No, um, no, no. So this I think is this is going to be. Uh, nobody tuned in. So this is, <laughs> um, I think 
gonna go back to them the avengers messing with time and like it's kind of messing it messes up i think them like because there's changes in different timelines that they've left that they didn't set back like one timeline's missing thanos you know and one timeline missing loki yeah yeah so like they're pretty much i think what would be cool and angle i don't know if they'll do this is the tva um the part where he's being seen in front of a judge, I think that he's getting cri- uh, tried for all of his crimes. And I think, like, what well, part of his plea deal or whatever it will be, I think, from, this is just me, based off the trailer, it kind of seems like they're kind of going to use him to clean up maybe the other multiverse of messes that the Avengers created as, like, a punishment. That'd be dope. Him. Yeah, that's what it seems like. It could be headed out. Because be cool, he's, cause he's yeah. clearly going to have to start working for them or, you know, with yeah. them or something like that. And I think that's what it is. I think, like, he has to make, like, fix or, like, find a way to mistake, uh, fix the mistakes caused by all the end game events as his punishment. I think that would be a cool, it, if it leaned that way, I think. Because I yeah. just don't see why else he would work for the TVA. No, definitely. Um, just because he, he's like, you know what? I've had enough of this mischief. I'm going to get my life in order and, fill out an application and join the become a time variance agent or whatever <laughs> and yeah so falcon and winter soldier like i was saying looks badass too and you know i think it's gonna have more of the buddy cop kind of that we got in civil war between those two uh you know they have good chemistry together and it's just gonna be like me cap- commenting more on people's hair men's hair um What's his name? Doesn't have long hair anymore. Sebastian Stan. Yeah, this is so you just catch it all, don't you? Uh, um, hair, so, <laughs> so it's gonna have more of that tone, and it is gonna be, you know, it just seems cool. Like you know, like they had a great chemistry together. So it's like, hey, Cap's gone. Now it's kind of on us. You know what? What both of them, or at least Falcon, had been with, uh, you know, Cap and um black widow before infinity war how they're just kind of on their own doing their own shit like now all of that's going to be done so like him and him and bucky are just going to be out there you know kicking ass together and uh falcon at the end of that uh you know the the little sizzle at the end of the trailer where there's like uh, missiles going after him he's just going through a canyon and just shredding that looked really badass so that looks exciting. And then WandaVision, which is probably one of the weirdest ones out of the batch of um, the new shows coming where, you know, she's kind of made her own reality. It looks like she moved into a neighborhood, is really missing vision and kind of just starts making her own reality. And, you know, it kind of shows you in the trailer that we're all just there's like a, it's like a warp around that neighborhood or whatever. And the people, the other characters in there are actually still the actual people that live there and they're just kind of stuck and you see like little glitches here and there. Uh, you see the, the the cop from Ant-Man 2. I think he's one of the agents in there. And um, I think this is going to kind of set up a whole, you know, we're going multiverse heavy in whatever phase of the Marvel MCU that we're going into because it's like, oh, you thought, you know, like, it was like, you know, it's it started off with Earth, then it became space, and then the universe, and now we got to go bigger than that, so we're going different multiverses now, and then we also, we're also seeing that a little bit with the news of the Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3, man, like, a, it seems like all the Spider-Men, Andrew Garfield, our childhood hero, Tobey Maguire, um, Doc Ock, they're all coming back for Spider-Man 3. Um, And, you know, uh, Doctor Strange is also in there. So that would kind of explain all it. It's the news is still all coming out about that. It's still releasing. We have a buddy of ours who's too crowded. It's too crowded. Too many people. What do you you think about um, everybody coming back in Spider-Man 3 potentially? I think after Endgame... Marvel can't really make anything too crowded. Like I don't think that's like how many people did Endgame have? It, it had everybody, literally everybody. Yeah, I think they'll make room for three Spider Man. <laughs> True. Um, and there's various other shows coming out. She Hulk. Uh, and you know. Uh, abominations coming back for that mark ruffalo is going to be in there i'm sure we'll see the 
thunderbolts and stuff like that in there. Um, so this is so neat because you know, obviously, post COVID, you know, once we're behind all this bullshit, and it becomes safe to go out, or they open up movie theaters again, and we're out there watching movies and things. I think this is so smart on Marvel's part because it's kind of like they're going to be making money off of content still from Disney and Marvel. Yeah. These shows. But at the same time, they're also using these shows to kind of make the movies better in a sense. Cause guess what? Like it's going to, pro- they're going to use them and put like extra stuff, story, like canon shit that you're going to need to kind of watch the shows. I think to watch the movies now a little bit more. Yeah. And they get that out of the way. So that leaves room in the movies and that they don't need to build up other characters, do all this shit. Cause guess what? Now it's all been done. So I think this is just the way that, it, like you said, like they brought this whole characters together and shit, and the way they're moving forward with it, it's it's pretty unique. The MCU is gonna be bigger than ever, man. Uh, with you know how Agents of Shield didn't really, you know, Agents of Shield and Agent Carter were kind of just TV shows that they had. It didn't really affect too much of the MCU, as in what happens in the in Agents of Shield reflects in there. It actually kind of had the opposite where they're like, yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. is not a thing and they had to change it and stuff like that. But I think these are definitely going to be more interactive between the main story and then these because uh, it's, 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 it focuses on characters. I wouldn't say lesser characters, but smaller characters, you know, who would, would they make a Falcon and Winter Soldier movie one day? Sure, maybe. Yeah, there's no more cap now. So you got to kind of further the story. But giving them their own series uh wanda and vision would you give them their own movie maybe not you know uh get their own series like this black widow who should have been a neat uh, like i think released like six months ago so that's still coming down the pipe too you know and and then you start getting real obs- obscure like she hulk miss marvel uh some of these other characters that aren't you know big names who you would who I kind of look at is like they're getting a TV show, like you know, like so we're gonna start seeing them um, kind of moving forward, and then the the big one at the end is Marvel's first family, the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. And the works. As soon as he said that, I was like, nice. Finally. Yeah, in the works. And I was kind of disappointed there was no X Men announcement. Yeah, I think they're gonna lead off with with um the fantastic four and then go into the x-men or you know maybe the x-men might be in a different multiverse or something like that that they'll ultimately cross i think the only way they could really do deadpool is deadpool has his own multiverse so when Mm -hmm. characters cross over into it they could cuss they could do whatever they want and then when he crosses over into here he's trying to cuss but like just other words are coming out because there's really no other way you can, I, I, you know, because Deadpool's a big character. He's going to be eventually coming down too. And uh, they said, I think that, you know, the, his, his movie Deadpool 3 is a go and it is going to be rated R. So, you know, wonder what's going to happen with that. But yeah, the X-Men, um, you know, rumors still going around how that's going to happen. I think what, the, what one of the announcements was, but kind of, wasn't as you know seem as big ant-man 3 quantum ant-man and the wasp quantum mania uh and then main villain and there's kang so we're getting our next like thanos level threat uh introduction to him in there and we might even kind of get some more surprised that he's the main villain for that right yeah yeah it, it is but i think it's gonna it that's the reason for that is I think his his city or wherever he resides is going to be the small city that they show in the quantum zone. So I think we get our introduction to him. I don't think he's going to be destroyed or defeated at the end. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It's not like he's getting introduced in an Avengers movie. It's like getting Thanos. If Thanos was introduced like full on, you know, who knows? That's you know who knows what's going to happen with that but he's supposed to be the next you know big bad so let's see what happens with that or you could make dr doom the next big bad yeah but i think 
I don't think you could. Could you introduce Doctor Doom before you introduce the Fantastic Four? No. Exciting times coming, you know, is what we're trying to say. And you know, when when some of that content starts coming out, we're definitely going to be making more pods then. So please make sure to subscribe to Miles Apart Podcast wherever you find your podcast iTunes, Spotify, what have you. Follow us on Twitter, Miles Apart Pod. Uh, you know, uh, let us know what you think uh, about all the news that's happening, what you thought about the season finale of Mandalorian. And, you know, it's just exciting times. It seems like it's happening uh, with content-wise, Star Wars and the MCU. And, you know, we're going to be here to talk about it. Um, and that's going to do it for us. This is Jess and Guggen signing off. Until next time. Bye-bye. Yeah.